Hello and welcome to this latest Halcyon podcast mini-series in which we're sharing some audio extracts and interviews from some of the excellent books in the expanding Halcyon stable, which, as well as bringing some titles that you might not have heard of to your attention, is much more interesting than listening to two northerners yammering on about York City's stellar transfer window or how many Macclesfield you could buy for one Moises Casido. Uh, anyway, uh, this mini-series is all about the amazing We Lose Every Week by Andrew Lorne, as featured on Bargain Hunt. But in case you missed that particular episode, We Lose Every Week is a history of football chanting, beginning in Norwich and the Black Country at the end of the 19th century, and charting the development of terrorist sing-songs from Victorian Britons through broken wheelbarrows via Silla Black, Italian earthquakes and bananas, obviously. It's a brilliant, brilliant book, uh, and as well as covering the joyous collective nature of chanting, uh, it also shines a light on the hostile and abusive side of fan culture, looking at the impacts of both on the game, the humans involved, and society more broadly. So, this little episode features Andy introducing the book, after which there'll be a couple more extracts, and then an absolute cracker of a conversation between Andy and Adam Hurry of Football Clichés. Uh, we Lose Every Week is available from wherever you get your books, but is available with money off direct from us at Halcyon. Just go to the website halcyonpublishing.co.uk. And for more from us, if you can imagine such a thing, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on what was Twitter, where we are at Halcyon Publish One. first went to a football match as a child it wasn't the action on the pitch that captivated my attention it was the noise and the drama in the crowd i couldn't believe there were this many adults all grouped together all singing and shouting and swearing and making loads and loads of noise which something as a child i didn't know that adults ever did i was completely mind blown by this spectacle of noise and color and just passion that i was watching it had nothing to do with what was going on on the pitch. Then as I started to go to more and more games regularly as a fan, it remained the thing that kept me interested. As a supporter of a lower league football team, winning on the pitch was never the thing that kept me going. It was all about the community, the camaraderie and the singing. Then one day in the early 2000s, I was at our local derby and I found myself singing an appallingly offensive song about the opposition and I caught myself singing it and I was amazed that I was singing it but as I looked around people from all walks of life men women children grandparents were all singing this song as well then I looked at the opposition fans and again you had a full cross-section of society and they were laughing at the song and I thought then what is it about this place a football ground that makes this this song okay even funny because if you did this in the street it wouldn't be okay it would be deemed very offensive so why is football different at the time i was at university and i was looking for a subject for my thesis and i'd always been someone who connected everything that i did academically with football in some way and i thought this is a perfect opportunity to really look into what it is about football that means that different codes of behavior are accepted or even encouraged. As I started to read up on fandom, all the academic work that I could find focused on hooliganism. 
Now, as a football fan who'd been going for 20 years at that point to various different games and never really witnessed any proper hooliganism, odd skirmishes here and there, but never anything that I was reading about in all of the academic literature, I thought, well, this isn't the story of football chanting. I knew that 97, 98% of football chanting was positive or funny or about creating a kind of sense of community. And the horrible stuff was a minor, minor part, but it was the horrible stuff that was getting all of the attention. And what I wanted to do was tell the real story. What is football chanting? Why do we do it? Why is it persevered for over 100 years why do 5,000 people gather on a terrace on a Saturday afternoon and sing a chant to an old hymn or a 1960s pop song that no one else remembers why does every football fan know the tune Sloop John B just instinctively how does that happen the more I looked into it the more I learned that football chanting was about creating a community it was about creating an us. It was the thing that binds us all together. Because no rational person would think, this is a good idea. I'm going to travel 400 miles on a Saturday when we've lost the last six games in a row to watch us away at the top of the league team who haven't lost in six months. There must be something else that makes us do that. And one of the things is this sense of community, which is created and sustained through football chanting. Now, for there to be an us, a creation of a, our community, that has to exist in opposition to something else. So there has to be a them. And that's where some of the more kind of offensive chanting comes in, because you're creating a them on which to distance your us from. Now I became interested in where the line was. What was funny? What was offensive? How could you tell the difference between the two? Were sometimes they the same thing. Could a chant be funny and offensive at the same time? And what does chanting say about us as a society? Football crowds aren't a unique thing. They're made up of all of us, and we all come to them with completely different experiences, beliefs, mindsets, things going on in our lives at home. We come to a football match as an individual, but we then become a crowd. And what does what that crowd thing sings tell us about the society that's created it? At its heart, I knew that football fandom was primarily about togetherness and chanting was one way in which we created that togetherness and celebrated the joy of community. It was how we created and maintained the social bonds that brought us together at our weekend. Because after all, for most football fans, we do lose every week. So there must be something that keeps us coming back for more.